0: One, two, three.
1: Wow, that could not have been more in sync. That should be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. Oh, okay.
2: Just proof that we can actually do it. Yeah.
1: All right, All right boys, let's roll.
0: Let's try it again. <laughs> Hello, and welcome into the Section 109 Podcast. From Studio Breezy, I'm here with Jay. Hey. Matthew. Mix and Toby are running around. Toby's under the table. Toby's murdering a... um, He is
1: murdering. ...a bone
0: filled with peanut butter. He's in his happy place right now. I'm sure he'll see the postman later and make an appearance (laughs) on the show barking. But for now, boys, we are here to review... I'm going to give you one second if you haven't seen the game somehow. 3-0 win. Chattanooga Football Club opens up on a high note... The way you should open a was season, that, boys. Was that
1: pause in case you were spoiling?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to oh, give somebody okay. a chance to like, scramble for their phone, and they probably still didn't get there in case they, you know, auto played. <laughs> that, um,
1: that was an amazing way to open the season. Sorry, I cut yeah, you off. So. No, no. So,
0: boys, like, quick reactions. Like, how you feeling? It's Monday morning.
2: Uh, I feel pretty good about my my preseason prediction that Gold Star was shit.
0: Of course, you would make this about <laughs> yourself.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: uh, 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 yeah, I feel pretty good about that one. Uh, Look, valid though. Yeah, you were right. So, so last year we came in new new system, new coach, bunch of new players. A, a, you know, some returners, some some new players, and uh, and, and we played Maryland Bobcats, who were who were probably better than than Gold Star yes. is is this year. Yes, and it seemed like we were the word you used was danger adjacent. Like there was some good there was some good possession play there was a couple moments of interesting things created but not not any like high leverage opportunities truly we were close to one or two passes away from a bunch of them mm-hmm. and i think that you could say that again about today or about saturday's game uh i think we were one or two passes away from a lot of really dangerous opportunities um uh, the i think the difference is i think the quality of player we have both defensively and uh, and offensively is I'm not gonna say miles better, but is better overall I, and I, and really good players Especially early especially in a in a very systematic type of approach uh, You need them to make plays early on when not everything is firing together And that's what it ended up happening uh, Against gold star just some really good players made some some big plays. Yep beautiful place. And, and, and converted some stuff to, to get us on the board and get us out of danger.
0: So before we jump into the timeline, I just want to go straight into one of my takeaways. So we each have three key takeaways from this game. And one of my takeaways is wing play. Yes. You said a few good players made a, a few good plays. Like, that was the difference in the game. Though I, I, I would quibble a little bit because I think as a team we were also just better overall. But Taylor and Mumu, our wing play. And Marcus was great, too. He hit the bar twice and scored a penalty, right? But our wing play was miles better than it has been other than the Atlanta United game all preseason. Now, we didn't see every game, right? But we came out flying. I think... I say this with respect. I think Mumu and Taylor both had kind of up and down preseasons. They weren't like brilliant every game. And in this game, they were brilliant. Both of them from start to finish. Oh, Taylor yeah. could have had three assists. Mumu had the goal that he scored with his head slash shoulder. He had the cutback <laughs> that he's perfectly placed out of reach of the goal. And he's celebrating before it even goes in. He's like halfway to the corner flag. <laughs> I love a goal on a cutback where the player who scores is halfway to the corner flag before like the ball even goes in the net. Yep. Like, it was just, the wing play, we were really dominant, we were really tricky, and we were a problem all up and down those wings. And if this is the level, and it's game one, right? But if this is the level of wing play we're going to get this season, we're going to be a fucking problem.
2: Here's the thing. I actually disagree with you. I don't think... Shocking. I don't think we were, like, overall that great and dominant. I thought we were really good in some moments. But I didn't think we were... Nearly where where we need to be and 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 that's that's also what what, what makes me excited because we got some moments of quality and some moments of magic from some from some good players that have been inconsistent and I thought there was still inconsistency yeah throughout that match. I didn't say CFC played a ten of ten game. <laughs> I said our wing play was
0: much much better than it was all preseason.
2: I I agree with that. Our point too. Taylor
0: could have had three assists. Mumu had two goals. If you're gonna shit on our wing play for a three, Te- two goals the, and two assists out of our
1: wings, both goals that w- one was the penalty. The other two came directly from wing play. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and let's not let's not forget
2: the, the cross that gets played in for Marcus is where he had yeah, the, the ball. penalty. Is oh, it's, it's it's a Taylor Gray ball. Yeah. yeah. So
0: and Taylor had another ball in the box that was came across. I think from Mumu. No, that, that Mumu chipped over the top. That he, he takes it first time instead of trying to settle. Yeah. Like, and granted, maybe it's a hard one to take. So, I'm and
2: not... and the win makes that also a factor. Here's here's let's just go ahead and since we're talking about this, and I and I really truly believe that like there was still some up and down from 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 both wingers in in the match. But one of the things, maybe one of the the, the most key points uh, that I had in terms of specific players in the offseason was I wanted to see more production from Taylor Gray. Not just getting on the score sheet, but I, we we kind of predicted that the wingers were going to be massively important in terms of creating goals. You know, you don't you don't see Marcus get, receiving a ball and beating three players Yeah, and and scoring. Usually Marcus's in production right comes from uh, Exactly from, from right being spot. in the right spot at the right time yeah. and and receiving the ball and then and make and, and finishing finish it, which means you need people to pass him the ball. Right. And so what I wanted to see is, you know, does does Damien take a, a step? What Where, where does, you know, Matai Mwappe fit in, into this? And I also wanted to see more assists from Taylor Gray.
0: Well, you got two to start And he and could have had, could have had two more. Three.
2: Taylor just matched his assist total from last year. Nice. In the first game. In the wow. first game. Well
0: so let's go, let's... Let's rewind a little bit. I know we got into a little bit of the debate there, which Matthew and I did not talk that much before this episode. There may be more debates on this episode because I don't know where he's coming from. Um, Let's go with our starting 11. So Jean-Antoine, no surprising goal, right? We know he's the nailed down starter. Jung So starting at right back. We had a little prediction time um, last time, and we were right on that. Anatoly Prepolitsa at right center back. Aiden Bowers at left center back. We think that will be the starting partnership throughout most of the season joseph perez who looked fucking Fucking amazing awesome with that hair right yeah
1: and and also and 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 also on the field yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's more what i was talking about but yeah the hair was
0: sweet too he has very (laughs) much for the vibes man he is very much a be everywhere type of player he is all over the field um Richard Dixon, no no surprise there, holding it down. Captain Alex McGrath, who finally got a break, by the way, did not play the whole game, which was nice to see. Um, <laughs> I mean, I he, wanna... he
2: got the ever-living shit kicked out of him. I know.
0: So, so I want to see our our key players get some breaks, right, throughout the season. Uh, Luis Garcia-Sosa, shout out. Uh, called We called that as well. Um, he played until the 64th minute. Uh, Mutai Muape, Mumu played at right wing. Taylor Gray played at left wing, and Marcus started up top, which means we nailed the starting lineup in our preview. It. If we can be a little bit, uh, a little bit,
1: yeah, please do. I wasn't here, so <laughs> probably, probably would have been wrong.
0: So the goals. <laughs> let's go through chronologically. The goals come in the twenty seventh minute. A Mumu header from Taylor Gray via Richard Dixon. So that's a Richard Dixon hockey assist. Fifty uh, fourth minute. Mutai Muape, again, Senor Mumu get a give and go from the edge of the box from Taylor Gray. Just a. Beautiful little dink, dink, finish. And this is one I was talking about where he was celebrating before it even hit the back of the net. Just that, loved it. That was the By def- the
2: way, that's, that's also a great move. It comes off of a free kick. Yep. And the, I, I think it was Taylor's pass in behind to an on-rushing Alex McGrath who collects it, holds it, gives it back to Taylor. And then they start the movement. Really, really good stuff there.
0: Yeah, te- textbook one, two. It is, but also there's a turnover there. The ball comes in, it gets cleared back out straight to Moapa. Yeah, I, and Muape I, plays I, a I one thought it, I
2: thought it was going to be uh, McGrath's pass into into Taylor, and turns out it's a defender nicking the ball away straight into Taylor, and that's how it that how that's how it starts. But that that's really really good that we had numbers there. We were able to 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 pin them, and and Goldstar makes a mistake as they did quite often in that game, and we had all the pieces in position to make them pay.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was great, and then a uh, in between those, or before that, actually, Marcus and one after Marcus hit the crossbar on a chip. Marcus hit the crossbar on a free kick, and he also chested a ball wide. Uh, the flag and, was up for offside,
1: and then. And then but hold I on, I don't believe in offsides. Hold on, you said chip. A chip from fucking half field. Dog. <laughs> like literally. It was so awesome. one I of these days gonna, I was gonna freak out. And if had had the wind not been two thousand miles an hour in that direction, as if any of you saw Dave Adams holding the flag almost flying away, you knew exactly <laughs> which direction the wind was going. And that's what pushed the ball over the crossbar. Take the wind away. That's a beautiful goal by Marcus.
2: One of these days, Marcus is gonna score one of those one of those half field shots.
1: You know, you know you both know this. But we can let it sit and resonate for a second, and I know I'm getting off topic for but, but for the fans, if you haven't watched our goal special, you should go back because the only other goal to be scored from that distance by CFC in the past was Leo de Against Asheville. Yeah. And we were up like we were already up like seven. <laughs>
0: Which is why I didn't score very high on the thing. <laughs> yeah. I actually I actually rewatched our goal special the other day. Beautiful.
2: It's so good. I it mean, think that I think that was like, actually the third goal of that game.
0: It's the only Was it was it? It could have been. It's, it's the only truly great podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> we kept my coworker there so late. Like, anyway,
1: yeah. yeah we did. The next so, one was so
2: Marcus. Marcus hit the hit the bar on that on that booming chip when it was uh, it was one zero. Uh, a few minutes later, right at the very very end of the first half, he hits the bar on the uh, on the free kick opportunity.
1: But then but one then, of
2: these, one of these days.
1: <laughs> but then he converted the pin.
0: Yep. And like he said on our podcast, he just wants to get one a game. That's yeah, what he oh, told yeah, me yeah, after yeah. the after the podcast when I, or after the game. Excuse me, when I saw him at a uh, at. Uh, CBC he was like, well, at least I got one (laughs) Which is perfect. So um, yeah, look I that's kind of the the way the game went I'll give you some subs real quick So we have that so I love our and we said on this podcast rod does not make substitutions Rod made one two three four Substitutions in this game.
2: So number one, I I believe that rod doesn't make substitutions unless he has depth And I think this team has some depth number one and number 2 like they've got a game in 4 days after, after that one it's early in the season like it's not, it's not really a surprise if you have the depth and you have matches coming in you're going to have to rotate a little bit and the other thing is we put this game to bed early uh, it's true. I think I think we let him hang around longer than I really wanted to, but that's that's life.
1: You're also an extremely picky. Correct. And that's only because Roddy Green and Alec Reddington were back in the stadium too. <laughs> <was> slightly <laughs> nice. Yeah, we were slightly. No- By the
0: way, we roasted the whole bench about Alec Reddington not playing as soon as we got up to three nothing, and poor Alec covered his head with a towel, like trying not to be uh, whatever like, seen. I guess. That's I ta- beautiful. I talked
2: to him for a second. Love, love. That's that beautiful. Guy. I, told, way, I told him we were going to do it, so
0: they would have. Uh, they would have scored, they would have stopped more goals if they would have started Alec Reddington. 100%. I'm
2: going
0: to give you some subs real quick, then let's get into our uh, takeaways or whatever else we want to get into. Alice McGrath comes out in the 83rd for Ethan Corrin. Nice to see Ethan Corrin get some more Nisa minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's a player, a young player who's coming around and learning, and he also came in in midfield, not at center back, um, which is just a note to see. Standing. Luis Garcia Sosa came out for Beto in the sixty fourth. Um I think that is your current two players vying for that spot, um, depending if Moo was playing on the wing. So it, I- it
2: also it also makes makes a lot of sense because he's been in camp for the shortest amount of time of anyone. Luis may not yeah, may not have as much fitness and there's a game on Wednesday to to, to think about like and we were up 3-0 it makes perfect sense
0: 100% Damian Rodriguez the kid comes in in the 76th loved seeing him back out there he said I asked him after the game how he's feeling he said he's feeling good um he's He's back healthy, so that's very, very good.
2: He, he looked pretty good in his short cameo.
0: Taylor Gray moved up top uh after Marcus Naglstead was subbed off in the 76th for Juan Luis. Marcus and Alex both got a 15 minute ish rest in this game that is so good.
1: Yep. That was great.
2: That's yeah. That that's all you could coming up for that's all you could ask for. It looks like Alex came off because of some sort of knock. He had taken a, an absolute beating in that game. Yeah. So uh, we'll be we'll be hoping that it's just precautionary, nothing big and that he's ready to go for the on, US Open Cup. On, on the Open Cup game against Des Moines Menace. Can
1: I go ahead and just kind of put mine
2: out there? Do it. I go have, for it.
1: I have way more than three, but I think they'll be short. Uh, first one, shout out to Joao Costa. Yeah. Uh, if you go back and listen to the stream, if you weren't there, or if you listen to the stream, he did color, and it was absolutely great to have him. Uh, and have him be back in the building in general, because he's an absolute legend, uh, possibly the fastest player to ever play for CFC. Um, the, Did
0: you give him that tidbit? Because they said it on the no. broadcast that somebody on the sideline said he was the, probably the fastest player to ever play for CFC. No, NBA. no.
2: I just, that's, I, a, that's a hell of a race, by the way. Because, like, Joao was fast. Super fast. Like, Alan Webb was fast.
1: Oh, yeah, Webb. Ryan Marcano. Ryan
2: Marcano, Clayton Adams. Like there's Hey, some, by the way, my money's, still on,
0: my money's still on Joao. Depending on how far that race goes, like a top speed, maybe. Oh,
1: I'm going box to box. I'm going Joao all day. Dude, Joel picks up the ball on the left wing and does things by n- himself. We've all seen him do it. No specifically speaking about that one goal against Nashville.
0: Nobody runs faster with the ball than Joel Costa.
1: Um so the the next uh, two that I have, I kind of combined together and that is great communication and confidence. I really like the confidence that I saw on the ball specifically coming from your striker. I just feel like you want your striker to be like, I can score goals and to to see Marcus play well. Had a bunch of chances, plus he finally got the pin, but also him having the balls to take it from half was amazing. Great communication. For some reason, my friends decided to sit all the way on the left side, front row, opposite from y'all. And so I went down there with them and my wife, and they all wanted to hang out. So I was, I was like pissed. I was like, well, I kind of want to see the offensive side. But that gave me the op- the option to watch the back line and the goalkeeper worked together, which I thought was phenomenal. The communication was great. I really like having the size back there. Um, that was great. Concessions from the stadium point, that felt great. Now we can talk about that and dive in on that, but I, I know you guys earlier said you didn't did you get anything you didn't No, in? so
0: all I did was go go tinkle at halftime. So I concessions, would concessions,
1: love- concessions total uh, uh 9.5 out of 10 upgrade for me i didn't i could get beer anywhere i went when i was getting food i didn't have to do the two line like tango and try and figure that out and all my friends had beer and not, i didn't feel any friction like i might have in the past because there were less lines hell yeah did you do the uh little mapco like i did did that work well yeah it, looked, it worked great i got a i got uh two beers and a pack of skittles hell <laughs> yeah solid. i was out of there in about Four minutes after getting in line, you know, not bad. Um, and then um, the last one is the only the only complaint I'll have about the game. And Matthew's already told me to give it time, and I will. Is I want I want replays uh, in the stadium. Mm. Yeah, there's one thing that we didn't have, and I had some friends who kept talking about it, and it did sort of bum me out too because I was like, I do want to see that pop That's back like, up on the jumbotron. Yeah, yeah, and I but. But overall, stream quality, but uh, between the announcers and the camera equipment and things that they're doing now, absolute massive improvement. It looked amazing.
0: Definitely some room for improvement there, but it was—I mean, to be honest, be a lot better in the preseason and first game of the season. Right? They got some kinks to work they got, out.
1: They got tons of time. I—I just—I I am an accountability person for my favorite club. You know? Yeah, so of I course. I just want to make sure that I say that, even though I mean no disrespect in any way, because in every other regards. Or every other aspect, the the stream was awesome.
0: I agree with you. That makes perfect sense, Matthew.
1: Those are my takeaways. Love it. Three and a bonus, perfect number. Well done. That's what that's what we do normally. Three and a bonus. There's seven on this list, and somehow, (laughs) but you chose three. Yeah. (laughs) You. you No, no. I said everyone. I just (laughs) I crammed a couple together. My man. So
2: (laughs) we want to do my takeaways now. Sure. So first takeaway is um, we controlled the game, and and when I say that, I mean like. We decided when opportunities were going to happen for us. We also decided when opportunities were going to happen for Gold Star. Be that in, in giveaways, be that in uh, untimely or uh, a not well-worked pressing, uh, yeah. it, there, there were a couple of moments, especially from the right-hand side of, of, of our team, where our press was not very well coordinated. And Gold Star, who has like some decent players and, and decent technical quality on the ball, were able to dribble or pass out of it. And that's when they would generate some, some action on the counter.
1: You said, obviously, that Gold Star is as bad as you thought they were going to be but you're right on that side that was the only place where I had a little bit of scare because I could see that if a team could properly counter and had some real skill above where Gold Star was that's where they would have taken advantage of so I
0: think one of the things that happened there that I saw is we missed some tackles Um, oh yeah and so like I thought our press was actually decent I think we missed some key tackles and some key moments my hope is that that will come
2: I think it was decent on the left side I don't think it was great on the right side and we did we did miss some tackles for sure. I think there there are some
0: We also had some unlucky bounces there. There are
2: also just some like sometimes players make good plays and, and Gold Star has a few players that can make some good plays. The the, the trick in soccer is
0: Don't let their good players make good plays.
2: You need well, you need like eleven players to make or you know, maybe three or four players to make good plays at the same in the same sequence, a couple of times over and over and over again. And Gold Star routinely was able to make well, maybe not routinely, but was usually like, was able to make like one good pass. You've given a lot of credit to Goldstar dri- today. or one good dribble
1: after absolutely destroying them immediately. A team that had like two shots on goal. The very first thing he did was say, "My prediction of them being terrible <laughs> was right," and now it's like, "No, he's like, but Goldstar made all these great plays."
2: I I think they're I think they're a really bad team, but they have some good some decent players, and so they were able to generate a couple a couple of moves from deep. Yeah, and then like the next pass or the decision-making in terms of, like, let me shoot the ball from 30 yards because I haven't had a sniff in about (laughs) 10 minutes or something. Like, it it, it is very classic. And actually, that brings me to... uh, This is point three, but I'll come back to point two. These are Rod's principles at work. He wants to control the game. He wants to decide when we attack. He wants to decide how the other team can attack. He wants to win the ball back as a defensive mechanism. And... It's all about control,
0: and he wants them to feel like they'll never get another chance. So they pull up that shot early because they exactly. think they're not going to get a shot.
2: They they pulled up. Sorry. Go. They pulled up. Perfect. Uh, Sorry. Routinely, just like I mean, it's like logo threes because they just they you you didn't know if you were ever getting another shot.
1: <laughs> logo threes. I love it. Yeah. And I call I call those Nisa shots, and I hate to do that, but like when you're like, oh, it's a play.
2: Well, really? <laughs> it, it's just it, it's just the idea, and and you see this with especially with inexperienced players, yeah. uh, but also players that that don't trust what they're doing. Like that may be the biggest difference between a, a team like Michigan Stars and a team like Gold Star. Michigan Stars believes they will get another opportunity, so they don't always pull unless it's just like the only option available because they're also worried about you know not having the numbers back to defend. Right. Gold Star, like you could see the the terror in their eyes of. Fuck, I am 30 yards out. There is no one around here. I can see the
0: goalkeeper for the first time. I can see the
2: goalkeeper. Like, there's no one immediately in front of me on defense. I'm taking a shot. I'm playing hero ball. We saw this happen multiple times. That is, and like, you take a statistically weaker shot. I mean, maybe it goes in, it's a crazy banger, right? But it's statistically not a great shot opportunity. Whereas, you know, a team like a team coached by Rod in that position would be set, would, would be coached into thinking about how they can upgrade that opportunity and do something a little bit better. Yep. That was a, a quintessential example of how you dominate a game so much that just like that domination mentally causes the other team to make mistakes when they do have their you know when you, they do have their moments. Yep. And it helped us be we didn't have to be great on Saturday because we were we were just good enough. And in turn, that also made Gold Star worse. Point number two uh, is we are a work in progress. Uh, the, when you play the possession system that we play and you commit the numbers forward that we do, you cannot make mistakes if you are the, uh, the outside backs or the center backs or the six. You cannot just give the ball away. I was about to say 40, any, any 40 of the five, yards. Any
1: of the five in the back of that formation,
2: and, and the goalkeeper too, should be included. True. in That you cannot yeah. give the ball away fifty yards up the field yeah. when it, and, and turn it into a a three on two or a three on three scenario. Like those are those those types of giveaways result in the biggest opportunities for the opposing team.
0: Yeah,
2: and and we we had a few. We had a few. And, and like that's not necessarily surprising. We have given up a few of those in preseason. We gave up a few against Gold Star. The difference in in, in our preseason and Gold Star is that the teams we played were just better in preseason. Right. Uh, they were more likely to be able to take advantage. They were more likely to recognize the situation. And the giveaways that we gave against Gold Star were just higher up the field. And we were able to recover a little bit better uh, at, at, at the same time. But... It's a work in progress. It's always going to be a work in progress this early. We started seven. No, we started eight new players in comparison to the season opener last year. Taylor, Alex, and Richie were the only ones that started the first game of the regular season last year. Marcus was, was added, I think, in the fifth fifth or sixth game. As a starter. As a starter. Yeah. Seven, seven new players overall, if you include Marcus in, in, in that four, including the back line. The, the entire back line and the goalkeeper as well as one of your eights and, and and your right winger. So it's not surprising that it was a slow start. Uh I think we saw the XG from, from Jed Henderson and including the penalty, which is valued he valued it at at 0.85. I think that's the Nisa number, whatever it is. Uh it only came out to what, like one point three eight? That's not ideal. Now a lot of that's game state. We got a, a fairly low percentage Chance fall in in, in Mattia's goal in the twenty seventh minute. I mean, a, a header yeah, right. that bounces yeah. and then goes over a guy. Yep, like that's a relatively low percentage chance. And 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 because of the game state, we were able just to exert control and patience. I mean, after that third goal, up until the very very end, where you had some of the subs like, you know, do some do some good pressing opportunities and traps, and and you know, we were just unlucky not to actually take some shots off of that. We were really content, and Goldstar was playing for the goal difference. At that point, they didn't really, they didn't really come out and press us. So no we just press, passed yeah. it back and around, yeah. like, chill, chill, chill. Yeah, we you, you would see we over. would turn the ball over in the middle of the field, and then it was never like you know, the 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 next line breaking pass down the field. Let's take advantage. It was control, send it back to the center backs, reset, get everyone get everyone situated,
1: get the ball to the wings,
2: pass, 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 pass. pass wait for the number nine to come out. And, and, and shape the next pass, which we were happy to slip in. And then, and then we'd start playing again. Yeah. We, would, we would bury 30 seconds at a time doing that. Yeah. Because the game was done and dusted. Why, why exert yourself when it's still early and you have the Open Cup coming up on Wednesday?
1: Yeah, totally.
2: So I, I, all, all in all, it was exactly what we needed. But we still have a little ways to go.
1: It felt really good. I will say, like uh, it, we don't ever start a season like terribly. I mean, I, I can't remember in recent years. I'm sure we have, but I mean, last year we we drew. Well, last
2: year was a rough start, but it was a product of like playing a brand new system with a bunch of new guys
1: and a Darwin and... Espinal wonder free kick.
2: Right? And we yeah, had exactly, yeah, we had we had you know a little bit of bad luck and
1: and a Flower City, um... uh stop yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that so like that was refreshing to have what happened on saturday happen
2: breezy what are your what are your three i'm going to save my bonus one for the end
0: all right so wing play i already mentioned that both taylor and Mumu were very good overall in moments and the most important part is i'm talking about the highs the the moments the the
2: highs are what matters the
0: highs are what matters and look when you're an attacking player it kind of doesn't matter if you miss three chances if you bury one or two right And I'm not saying they missed those, but like the highs were great and there's a lot to build on there. So that's my number one. The wing play was very good. Uh, And it was something we hadn't seen in the preseason. Them kind of put that together, put those highs together. Number two, we forced a lot of very bad shots from Gold Star. Uh, The first 20 minutes are what we're kind of likely to see. I think this season a lot of very, very physical play from another team. And they didn't keep us from creating like anything, but they made it much harder. But as soon as they ran out of gas. And they did pretty quick. And they got a couple yellow cards early. I mean, look, they got a yellow card in the box um, before the game. Uh, it was even like before a corner
2: kick was even taken. By the way, that was on us. No, it wasn't.
1: Yes, it was. No, it wasn't.
2: Yes, it was. No, it
1: wasn't. Welcome to the Section 109 podcast. You weren't you were <laughs> in the stadium. They, they had it wrong
0: on the broadcast. Are you sure? Yeah.
2: Like, are you sure? sure? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Positive. Totally. Talked about it after the game. Totally. Okay.
2: That's something else we're gonna have to make sure we we correct.
0: So it's not it's not the, in the stadium. They the announcers originally had it right where they said it was on a gold star player, and then in the stadium they said it was on Prepolitsa, which it was not. Some guy did. Say, I think some guy said something. I think it must have been for dissent in the box because he came immediately up and g- gives it to. A uh, gold no, star no, it
2: wasn't. It would have probably been for like stepping on Prepolitsa's foot. Because he has, to, he has to adjust his shoe.
0: Right. And that may have also been sequence. what it was. But my point being is it happens to something that he does. But like, there's no like fisticuffs altercation or anything. Right. There's just something that happens. And they give it on the goal star player, but they couldn't tell. In stadium, they then announced that it was on Prepolita. It wasn't. And so the announcers go back. And then they corrected it in the stadium, apparently. I didn't hear that part. David said they corrected it. And I missed that whole part. But they never went back and corrected it on the on the broadcast, probably because they couldn't hear it, is my guess. Probably. Yeah, probably. But so that, I'm just letting you know that there was a giant bunch of confusion. No one knew what happened, but it was not on
2: so what? We, but it would have been
0: extremely Tully who averaged a yellow card every other game in his professional um, season last season.
2: So one thing that, that I'm going to r- remind myself to do now is to go back and check the NISA stats on on the website, because that sometimes gets imported straight from whatever feed is done, wh- whether it's vl 11 or, or via whatever. Um, the referees report is what matters. That's what like the clubs will get sent out. But like, my I'm on a mission this year to make sure the fucking stats are right. Uh, and like sending corrections every week. So I'm gonna go, have to go back through and make sure I get that I get that right because it was never corrected in and on the stream.
0: Yeah, and I'm just telling you, I'm right. <laughs> You, you, sometimes you have to be in stadium to get something right, Matthew. <laughs> uh, not in Atlanta or wherever you were. Um, the first 20 minutes, are we're going to see that a lot, I think. So I'm glad that we overcame it, is my point there. And then I think we forced a lot of bad shots from Gold Star, which you already went over in part of yours. Like We really made it so that Gold Star, when they got a sniff of the goal, they, they pulled up and shot. Yep, yep. And if you're going to play like that against us, you're going to lose the yeah. vast majority of the especially, time. especially with who we have in goal now. Exactly. And with the quality of our defenders, um, who just defensively are, are higher quality than they have been in previous years.
2: I, I felt that we were, at moments, especially the, on the right side in the press, we were, we were, when we got played out of, we were just as open as we were last year in a concerning way. The difference is, uh, I think our goalkeeping is better than last year. I think our left back play is better than last year. I think both of our center backs are better than last year. Defensively. Defensively. And uh and I'm not willing I'm not willing to say that, that Jung Luso, uh, who I thought had a, a decent game. He struggled at times, but I thought he had a decent game. Uh is, is better defensively than Tate Robertson. Like, yeah, you I'm, need not, to call, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going there. Uh <laughs> would, would never do that to Tate. Uh but I, I I do think that like the quality that we have back there is better defensively, better one on one. They read the game a little bit better defensively. They're just better defensive players, and I think that also helps us because we did not we were not opened up as much as we were last year, and when we were, the uh, the quality was just was just better in terms of defending those moments even even with the same amount of players that we had back last year
1: yeah shout out shout out to kg i love the guy for sure yeah kg and alec but and alec but there's something about uh the difference between uh so it was like two free kicks and they both immediately for them they both took chances inside the box because even though they weren't that close but he came out and just grabbed the ball and then fell down wasted time got up and played and to see him jump over people like that, we didn't get that with KG or Red. Yeah, he can go it get was, a he can go get a ball like he's a rebounder
0: in a basketball game. He can just go get it up top, a way that those guys couldn't, yeah, quite frankly. Um, my number three is the same as your number two. Uh we have a long way to go here. This was not a completed product. We were not great all game, but we had enough moments of brilliance that it didn't matter. We had enough moments of great team play that it didn't matter. We got the results, which is exactly what you expect to see week right. one is the building the process. It's not all connecting yet, but trust the rodsess. Trust the process. The rod
2: cess, Okay.
0: Um so we gotta trust the pro <laughs> like we've said this in the preseason, but I think it, it bears repeating. Last year we got better as the season went on. This is a style where if you continue to work on it and play, you're going to evolve and you're going to get better as the team gels and molds and be, those partnerships get better and the tactics get better and the uh, the, the technique gets better like all the things that we're working on to make this system better it's not just come out and smash him in the mouth and like there's a way to win playing smash him in the mouth so I'm not shitting on it but we choose to play rod chooses to play in a way that builds and iterates all throughout the season getting better yeah. and this is going to be a long season this is only step 1 but I feel good about where we're at and I'm excited for the season
2: we had we had some quality creation from uh from the wing from the wings that we we've talked about but we also had quality from the wings in buildup that we didn't see as often in preseason. Yeah. And I don't just mean Taylor and, and Mattia like Luis Garcia Sosa and Alex McGrath, both like would, would occasionally flare out to the wings, especially if the moment called for it. If one of the wingers had cut inside, which both did frequently, there was good interplay there and it allowed, it, it constantly provided different looks for the gold star defense. And it helped. It helped in general, build up and in possession, and it also helped in, in in sort of starting some of these attacking moves. And it was really it was really nice to see. And I think that is, uh, I think we're gonna see a lot more of that uh, going forward, especially as that gets gets a little bit more fleshed out.
0: Well, boys, we're at thirty three minutes. We've given all our takeaways. Was that your last bonus takeaway? Or you got one more? No,
2: I've got I've got an actual bonus takeaway, uh, and, and this is this has come from watching. Uh, a couple of the Nisa games o- over the weekend and also ew. uh from watching uh a bit of USL uh also ew. both championship and league one these last couple weeks.
0: Yeah I, I just there are, CFC, man
2: there are more uh there are more teams in the lower divisions than ever before playing possession football. It it doesn't look like Rod ball necessarily but uh, and, and like, there, there's not a lot of this in League One, to be clear. But like, Richmond has a clear identity right now. I watched part of the game against Charlotte. They have a clear identity in terms of they want to play on the ground. They want to they want to play out of the back. And Charlotte beat the shit out of them for it, by the way. But like, there's a clear emphasis on on trying to play with possession and and play with control. You saw the the in the in the in the Club de Leon and LA Force game. Both teams want wanted to like. Play with possession, keep the ball. No one's no one's got you know massive strikers to to, to hoof to hoof things to. So they were constantly trying to turn, trying to play, play possession, and and probe and, and do the, those kinds of things. You saw this with, uh, with with even Michigan. When Savannah would press Michigan, they're trying to to, to play possession soccer to create overloads and, and then have and then they usually have a big ball at the end of it. Savannah played exclusively possession, which was really interesting to see from a team I thought was going to be utter shit. Uh, they may be better. Than, they may be better than we thought. Oh, Savannah, that's awesome. Uh, but like, you know, Tulsa's out there playing possession soccer. El Paso's playing possession soccer, and and that, that's in addition to the classics like Louisville and, and and Sacramento and Tampa. Some of those teams aren't very good right now. But like, you, I, I'm seeing more of it, and I can't help but think that watching Rod at, at Stumptown and then watching Rod at CFC, the more teams are, especially as they're trying to develop players and, and, and maybe, you know, develop young players to sell them on, more teams are looking towards possession soccer as a means of a, a style of play, not just because of wins and losses, but also because of player development. It's going to be really interesting to watch this year to see if that holds. I mean, Nisa is borderline a possession league now. I mean, even Gold Star tried to play possession. It was fucking stupid, but like <laughs> that's what they were trying to do.
0: Well,
1: I look forward to you
0: keeping Jay and I up to date on that, because
1: I can tell you what we're not gonna do. <laughs> pay attention to any of that. Well, I'll pay attention to the style of play of, of other teams. Sure, sure. I but do I, like seeing less love him, but I do love seeing less Fuller ball. That is
2: I think great. I mean, like so just, just to be clear here, Fuller played possession a year that he was here. In twenty nineteen. It was it was it was the same kind of possession soccer. That's
0: because Bill Elliott was the coach
1: for three quarters of the year. That's because we were. That's because the... they recruited
2: the roster together. But because <laughs> Bill Elliott like was the coach for the first half. What, so league. Like,
1: what league was that? that
2: was was members cup. In the, in the, MBSL members, the cup. members' cup. And the members' The members'
1: So that also is a factor because the talent level is different. The talent
2: level. talent level is different. The the, the players available. Diff- I, I think yeah. I, I think fools. A bunch I of. think fools would would use the players he has available and the budget he has available and like picks whatever he thinks he can win. And in 2019, it was to play possession. Possession Champagne football. It's a nice little squeak from Toby there. You got you got him going.
0: Uh, like like we get you going on the throw on the throws. If you just say Fuller didn't play possession, you just get him going. <laughs> he just he just gets going.
2: I it, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to watch throughout the year, especially in, in Nisa, which I think is is a possession technical league. Uh, and and I and I'm I'm curious to see like do other teams try to do that, especially when they don't when they don't play us? Do they try to adjust their tactics? Mm-hmm against us which is what we want yes 100 percent. that's um, why i
1: liked watching us that that's the best part about scoring the first goal against gold star i looked at my friend and i was like well there goes their entire game plan now they've got a shift and now it's like for us we just got to keep doing what we're doing
2: uh, i'll be re- i'll be really curious to see if if gold star when they play detroit city a team that will be very happy to just you can have the ball we're gonna hang out back here until you make a mistake do they try to does gold star is gold star naive enough to try to do that same thing and play a little football in, in, against Detroit in uh, in Keyworth. Speaking
0: of uh, the Open Cup, Wednesday, next Open Cup. If, you want, if you're not going to Des Moines, which I recommend you go to Des Moines, go to Chattanooga Brewing Company, watch the game. They'll have it on from 8 to 10, and we will be back to review that game after it goes. Thanks, everybody. Peace.